Alright guys, welcome back to the Bible Unfiltered. I'm John. And I'm Groot. <laughs> Thank you just, for joining us this week. Just kidding. Just throwing in some Disney humor. I'm David. <laughs> this is David. Um, thanks for joining us again. Um, so we're going to be finishing out chapter 2. We've got a pretty big section of scripture that we're going to read. Um, and then we'll go through it as, as normal. So let's jump right into it. Uh, so we're going to be in Romans 2, uh, verse 17, and we're going to read down to 29. <clears throat> so here we go. Are we ready? I know I'm ready. <laughs> All right. 17. But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law, and if you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor to the foolish, of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of the knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Verse 25. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Let's say that five times fast. <laughs> then he, twenty-seven. Then he who is physically uncircumcised um, but keeps the law will condemn you who have written the, who have the written code and circumcision but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcis- <laughs> circumcision <laughs> outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. Um, so I'm not going to say circumcision. <laughs> I'm not going to say it anymore this episode. I'm getting tongue-tied, and it's it's frustrating. Well, it doesn't help that it's like an awkward topic, and then it's hard to say, and then you just get like yeah, goofy well, with it. <laughs> it's it's you know it's like eleven times and. Six verses. It's like, geez, Paul. <laughs> right. Let's figure something else out. But uh, th- there's a lot of really good stuff um, in this passage, and I'm I'm really glad that 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 we're covering all this in the end, and and we're going to go right into chapter three. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Um, uh, starting off, um, just kind of going back to like what we talked about last time about what it means to be a Jew and, and the law and, and judgment. And uh, going from 17 into, um, well, like, well into, like, 20, uh, 24, you know, he talks about, um, you know, when you're, when you're teaching the law, you're, and um, just how that reflects on you as a person. Um, and there's just a lot of, a lot of good points in there. Um, for instance... How when you know the law and you're teaching the law, you can kind of become a bit of a hypocrite. Well, how um, easy is that? Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a constant danger 
for for all of us when when you know something and it's like it's human nature to forget to apply it to yourself yeah. <laughs> right well, and, and it's like uh i think about teaching lydia my daughter she's like one she's not like one she's about to be one um and i'm going to have to teach her how to be patient and kind <laughs> for the same time i have to be patient and kind yeah so like i i'll be a hypocrite no doubt many times in her life yeah uh-huh. but uh, i feel like that's every parent's journey though <laughs> yes it's like full of just being a hypocrite because you know life's hard and you want your kids to be better than you so you're like please please do as i say not as i do <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah um i love this i love i love the picture um and, and i love how how paul emphasizes i believe you know it's 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 a good thing that the Jews had the law, um, because I think a lot of times, uh, in hindsight now, you know, we, we view the law as, as kind of a negative thing. Um, while it's true that it, it didn't save anyone, and, and Paul addresses that specifically here, that's not what it was for. Um, that was their misunderstanding. That wasn't a failure of the law. Um, but he, he, he constantly is talking about how the Jews had something special because they had the law. Um, right here it says, um, rely on the law and boast in God and know, so this is verse 18, and know his will and approve what is excellent because you are instructed from the law. Um, and if you are sure, so this is pretty strong language. If you are sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, you know, that's, that's pretty strong symbolism an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law, and here's another, you know, strong phrase, the embodiment of knowledge and truth. The Jews had this. Nobody else had this. You know, the everyone else, as, as Paul laid out, they, they would have a general uh, revelation of God, uh, but they didn't have it to this degree. And the Jews had this. I mean, just imagine... Um, being able to say that, you know, that your ancestors had had the written word of God um, before anyone else, and they were given that, that's a, that's a privilege. Yes, and we see how the Jewish people were an example of God and that truth here on earth to the other countries around them. You know, even though these countries, like they had moral laws, you know, they lived in a type of morality, you know, they would punish thieves or you know whatever they still worship these these idols that required horrible things of them like like Molech. you know they uh, sacrifice their children to the to this idol they would heat up its its hands and then set their children on top of it and let them burn to death and then they would take a pregnant woman and like tie their uh their feet closed so they couldn't give birth and they would just kind of die right there and that's these were things that these people did as part of their, their moral tradition and and ultimately God used the Jewish people to point out how wrong they were and we see that the Canaanites were destroyed, like a lot of them were wiped out a lot of these nations are no more um, and God warned them through the Israelites, no one can say well God you're such a meanie pants for wiping these people out, no they des- A deserve it because they're monsters and B, they were warned through Israel, it's like how how it, it says in this verse, they were a uh, uh, light to those who are in the dark, you know? 
Yeah. And that reminds me of um, what God told Abraham when he said, hey, your people are going to be um, sent out to another land, to Egypt, for 400 years. And, and basically the reason was the iniquity of the people living in the land was not yet finished. Um, so he was giving them time to turn away from their, their sins. But they basically what they were doing is those terrible things. They were killing children. Um, and they, we don't want to say it, but in some sense, they they deserved um to have a justice enacted upon them and God gave them time and he wasn't just a meanie pants trying to, you know, just rain fire down from heaven. And, uh, there was some pretty terrible stuff going on. Um, stuff today that, that we would, you know, we would react, our knee jerk reaction would be to, you know, to shoot them on the spot. Yeah. And they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 21 and 22, Paul really starts getting into, uh, the main problem with the Jews and with anyone else with the law, which is the fact that um, it just lacks application. Um, the Jews knew the law, but yet they couldn't follow it. Um, they couldn't uphold the law. Uh, not even them. You know, they had the law, and they. It's it's almost like um, what we see later in Romans when Paul's like, "I know what is right, but." I don't do it. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. the knowledge, um, the knowledge is not what saves you. The yeah. knowledge is not what causes you to do the right thing. Um, there's another step there and that's, that's, you know, what is, what is your will? Are you going to do what you want to do? Um, or are you going to do what God wants you to do? And you're only going to get, uh, get to that point where you're doing what God wants you to do if you are renewed by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's, it's it's the Holy Spirit. It's it's, Je- it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from being hypocrites and actually makes us. You know, it's that righteousness righteousness put on us, and of course, imputed. We'll see, imputed. Yeah, we'll see this later on um, as we keep reading. You know, we need to be spiritually circumcised, not just physically circumcised. We need. Um, it's not just the outward. You know, I'm, I'm doing the law. We we need someone, an intercessor, on our behalf. To actually fix things for us, and time and time again, Israel showed us that that's what we needed. They were the the living proof of you can never do it good enough. No matter how hard you try, you'll never be able to live up to that standard. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so as as we get to verse twenty three, which is the end of this section, about halfway, we start to see um, the danger. Uh, you who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. For as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Uh, when we act like hypocrites, and especially the Jews, you know, the holier than thou, and they had the tassels hanging down, and they had all the jewelry, and they looked the part, but yet they acted completely different. Um, the Gentiles saw right through that. You know, even they were like, Man, these guys are foolish. <laughs> look at them. Like, I saw that guy, you know, on the shady part of town the other day. And look at him. You know, he's got his robe, and he's walking around. You know, so that, that that's the danger, and I think that that's an application that we can apply in our lives. You know, are you living in, in, in a type of way that that someone would be like, Ugh, this guy's a Christian? You know, like, he needs it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know yeah. that's a danger, because what what do we do, and, and what do we see so often is, is God is mocked. 
um, because of the actions, not necessarily of him, uh, but of other Christians that, you know, you could honestly, you could doubt whether they're Christians or not, which, I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but David and I have, uh, David and I have both been there. We have acted uh, contrary, you know, from our beliefs. Yeah, and it seems like the the loudest, uh, like the most, uh, the Christians that are in the public eye, the, the loud minority, are the ones who act the most foolish. It, it seems like like I, I think of the celebrities who come out and say, "Well, I'm a Christian," and then they go and do something stupid, like Justin Bieber, Kanye West, or Ye or Ye, whatever he's calling himself now. You know, they. <laughs> They, they they say I'm a Christian. You want to believe them, but then they're over there acting stupid, and still living in sin. And the world sees it, and they're like, "Well, if that's what being a Christian is. Then it's just silly." And it's like, "Well, you're right. It is silly. If if they really are claiming to be a Christian, living there, then they're being." Um. So, uh, uh, that's why it's important that I think Christians these days distance ourselves from people who claim to be Christians who are in the public eye and then they start to act crazy or never repented from their sin. We, we, we stand up and say, you know what? They're acting wrong. They're not acting like Christians. We're praying for them. Um, we hope they repent, but we can't claim them as one of our own until they actually get a hold of their life. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's like these people aren't even trying. It's like, Oh yeah. I had this spiritual experience and now I'm, I love Jesus, but I'm going to go over here and sleep with all these women and do these drugs. And, you know, it's like, okay, you had an experience, but did you, did you actually repent? It doesn't seem that way. Right. Right. Read, read the book of James. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, buckle in children. <laughs> um, do you want to read 25 and 26? I said that I wasn't going to say the C word. Yeah, <laughs> the good C word, I guess. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's good, but it is a C word. <laughs> Circumcision. Uh, here's hoping I can keep saying it. Yeah, Circumcision. Good luck. <laughs> uh, has value if you observe the law, but if you break the law, you have become as though uh, you had not been circumcised. If those who, ha- who are not circumcised keep the law requirements... Will they not be regarded as though they are they were circumcised? The one who is not circumcised physically, and yet obeys the law, will condemn you. Um, who, even though you have the written code and circumcision, uh, are a lawbreaker. A man is not a Jew if he is only. Uh, a man is not a Jew if he is only one outwardly. Um, nor is he, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. Now, a man is a Jew if he is inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision from the heart, by the spirit, not by the written code, by the written law. Such uh, man's praise is not from men, but from God. Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, really good stuff there, <clears throat> but um, I think that there's there's a a, a direct application into our lives uh, because what we see is uh, Jews believed that their circumcision uh, would spare them from judgment. You know, they had this this uh, covenant protection. It was like a sign, um, like I'm, you know, I'm 
I'm above that or I'm saved from that. Um, but that was never the purpose of circumcision. Um, that's, that's not what it was for. And what does Paul do? He once again, he brings it back uh, to an issue of the heart, an inward sign and not an outward sign. And we've heard this all before, but, but there is a direct um, application for us. You know, our, <coughs> excuse me, um, do we have things, routines in our lives that, that we think if we do this, we're just a little more saved or we're, we're okay, you know, but we don't do any of this other stuff at all. Uh, but we do this one thing, you know, whether it be going to the church or when you're in church, you raise your hands or you have an emotional experience, you know, does that mean, uh, that you, um, are covered a little bit more, but you're not living right? Um, and so that, that would be my encouragement. It's just look at your life, honestly, and, and, and don't, don't look the, the outward appearances, they don't matter, and they're not going to be anything that you're going to be worried about or, or judged by or anything. It's all about the heart. It's all about the inward appearance. Um, are you being genuine? And that's a question that only you can ask. Yeah. I mean, David and I can sit here and say, yes, if you're living in sin, I'm not going to say that you're not a Christian because I, I can't make that call, but I'm, I'm going to say that I have doubts. Um, and in those doubts, my my hope is that I can talk to you and I can try to make um, an impression so that maybe you will have an idea of you don't want to play the game of not of not living up to, and it's not like we have to live up to the expectations, but you, you don't want to say the sinner's prayer and then think that you're covered um, because that's that's foolish. You know, that's that the words aren't going to, that's another outward sign, you know, where you were like, well, I said the prayer, you know, when I was seven years old and ever since then, I don't really step in church anymore because, you know, I don't really like religion. Um, that would be something that's something that sticks out to me is the Jews had this crutch, this physical outward appearance, and we have plenty of them, you know, whether it be, I reposted something on Facebook about God because I'm unashamed you know, does that make you more Christian than somebody um, that quietly and devotedly, you know, serves God and gets killed on the mission field? No, doesn't. Yeah, you can outwardly do all the right steps. You can, like the Jews, you can wear all the tassels, wear the phylacteries, or in our, our, in our time, you can give to all the charities, dig all the wells, you know, buy all the airplanes, you know, whatever you want to do. Do the stuff that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. To go through all the right steps, dress the part, look the part, get your big Bible, learn A to Z through the Bible. But if your life has not been radically changed by God, if you haven't actually devoted your life to Him, then all that is meaningless. You're just engaging in the law, and you're missing out on what the law is supposed to point you towards, which is this inward change of your heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I've got a, uh, I've got a scripture here and I'm already turned to it, David, so I can read it. Uh, but it's Galatians five, three through six. And this, um, once again, look past the circumcision and apply this to your life. Um, what are your crutches that you lean on, uh, that, that maybe unconsciously you do, but it gives you comfort so that you don't, uh, so that your relationship with God suffers. 
because you're like, well, I'm okay because I do this. Think about, have that in mind when, when you hear this. Um, so here in verse 5, uh, for through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves, wait, no, I said 3. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to back up. Sorry, verse 3. Um, I testify again to every man who accepts circum- circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. So if you're going to have works, you've got to work all of it. you got to do it all, just like Jesus. So good luck. Uh, you are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. You don't get grace anymore. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness and here's 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 the good part for in the Christ Jesus for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith working through love that's the only thing that matters it doesn't matter if you look the part it doesn't matter if you have your comforts that that make you say man you know what i did a really good job today and other people really think that i'm a good christian that's not going to do anything for you uh when that day comes so uh, I just encourage you to not see circumcision. See, uh, do an honest reflection of, of your life. What are the crutches that you put in place? And then, you know, take those away and then look at the rest of your your life and your relationship with God and say, you know, does this look like it should? Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, the only person who can answer that is you and the Lord. Um, and you can't just... Yeah, I, I think there's a stigma to um, praying, I, I guess, uh, like rededicating our lives to the Lord or maybe even saying, God, I'm not really sure where I'm at with you, but I'm going to confess you as my Lord and Savior again just to make things right. I think there's a stigma behind that because it's like, oh, do I, am I lacking faith? But you're the fact that you're chasing after God and trying to make things right with him shows that you have faith. Yeah. That's repentance. Yeah. Yeah. So if, even if you've said, said the prayer when you were like seven years old and now you're an adult and you're like, man, I've been walking a lousy life. I don't really know if I'm saved. I don't know if I really know the Lord. I would encourage you to get down on your you know knees and honestly talk to God and say, you know, I don't know where I'm at with you. And, um, from here on out, I, I do want to, Know know where I'm at with you, and I'm I I believe you're my savior. I, I repent of my sin and and turn to Him. Um, you know, there's no shame in that. No, absolutely not. Um, wrapping it up, twenty eight and twenty nine, Paul makes some some comments that I would imagine led to his death because they probably made some people mad. Um, for no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, uh, which would be your outward appearance. You know, they're they're we also have to keep in mind that the Jewish people suffered greatly as a people. And so there was great um, pride, you know, in their ethnicity. And uh, they all suffered together. Um, but that's not what being, a, you know, if you want to put the label on it a, of a Jew, that's not what it's about. Um, and then here we, you know, here we go again, the circumcision, uh, nor circumcision outward and physical. Um, circumcision should just be an outward physical sign of something that that happens inside, inwardly, in your heart. Um, but a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the Spirit, not by the letter. The letter would be the law, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. 
Um, so the the law is not able to transform anyone. It's merely, you know, the letter. You read it and you try to apply it, but you fall short. Uh, it it ultimately is pointing us to to someone that can fulfill it uh, and that can do everything that we can't, which is Jesus. And then it's the Spirit, after that's been done, that transforms uh, our hard hearts into people living lives unto God. That's right. Um, amen. <laughs> amen, brother. <laughs> well, I think we got through uh, chapter two. What do you think, David? I think so. I'm excited to get into chapter three. I am too. Um, we'll see y'all soon. May the Lord bless you and keep you and his face shine upon you and give you peace. See y'all later.